the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Streaming now on the KDOW app and Radio.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black and Your Money. Your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Welcome in. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing and more. Thanks for listening to the show. Alrighty, alrighty, alright. Uh, another day, another dollar. Um, what a crazy year we've had to say the least. Is that fair? Uh, a lot going on. We're moving into the political, how shall we say, sausage making period of time where it will be dramatic almost on a daily basis. And does Wall Street have resolve to go, eh, it's nothing but a thing, or does Wall Street get a little bit freaked out? I don't know. Um, whoever's going to win the election, it, in theory, Wall Street already knows, because Wall Street is a six-month discounting mechanism into the future. Eh, that's not totally true. It tends to heat up a little bit right around Labor Day with uh, politics and the markets figuring things out on who's going to win and who's not going to win. S&P 500 and the NASDAQ hit a record as COVID-19 vaccine and treatment hopes are rising. We kind of knew that this should happen. In the back of our heads, maybe we were a little bit leery that we wouldn't be able to scientifically figure out a flu. Although we do tend to know how to do that. And early on, this was identified as something we should be able to figure out sooner rather than later, or it won't be as complicated as HIV as far as how can we beat this. So the markets are starting to react on treatment ideas and hopes. Last week, um, I started the week by saying, no, I ended the week, Thursday. Um, It looks like Pfizer may 
have enough of a phase three going that it looks like they could submit data. This weekend we get a little bit more. And by Pfizer having enough, you know, uh, not not logins, um, 30,000 people in a trial, they're saying the worst that has happened is people are getting a high fever or 20% of people are getting fever from the vaccine and they're able to tinker with that part. So we're getting closer. Travel, airline stocks are all doing well today. American Airlines, Norwegian Cruise Lines, Wynn Resorts. On Sunday of this weekend, the U.S. Food and Drug Administration said it issued an emergency use authorization for a convalescent plasma to treat COVID-19 in hospitalized patients. So if you're basically dying we got some ideas for you. And we've already had that with Gilead and Remsevere, that wherever you are on this, this will help suppress symptoms. Give your body time to fight. Something like that. Ooh, Apple's at $500 a share. Um, world's most valuable company. Crazy. $2 trillion last week. But um, Trump talked about a very historic breakthrough that cut down mortality by 35% in the elderly and sickly, which is good. Treatments are good. We are thrilled by that. And vaccines possibly being submitted in October is good. We're thrilled by that. The idea of our kids going back to school maybe ever <laughs> is wonderful. We're good with that, <laughs> if you're good with this. Tonight, we kick off the Republican National Convention. And again, the the rhetoric gets going. If you're with me or against me, the rhetoric gets going. Tonight, we're going to get speakers like Nikki Haley, Senator Tim Scott, House Republican Whip Steve Scalise, Madonna, Tim Burton, Mike, no, Um, you get the idea that... It's going to be star-studded again. And we're excited Rocky Balboa is going to show up at the convention, and he's going to talk, and Rocky Balboa is a a made-up character, but you pay someone enough money, and they're going to do it. So President Donald Trump authorized a program to implement a $300 supplemental federal unemployment benefit, directing some $40 billion in disaster relief. This is a good time to spend money if you're a politician. Giving away money, future tax money. Good time, because you can basically buy some votes. So, But even what's more important here is the lapse in the $600 unemployment insurance payments will result in roughly a $70 billion decline in income in August. They all expired ultimately in July, right? So Congress is going to start freaking out right now, because eh, probably to a man, they all want to be reelected is the thought. 800-516-1220 to call on the air. The S&P 500 is up 23. The Dow's up 200. The Nasdaq's up 66. The Russell 2000's up 5. Did I expect a melting up market? I would say honestly, no. I think that's a fair thing to say. Um, just even again, it's, it's weird that it's all tied towards hopes. 800 516 1220 to get your calls on the air. 
Um, bulls are back and running on Wall Street. So Apple up 3.1%. Why? Morgan Stanley raised their price target to $520. It's at $500 today. That's up from $431. It feels like they upped their, um, most of the analysts, in, in Morgan Stanley in particular, it, it, they, were, they went from like 370 to 400 to 425 fast. And then they upped their price target, boom, to 520 it seems like analysts are starting to get ahead of the game. <clears throat> oh, no, they were behind the game, and now they're starting to get like ahead of it. They're playing catch-up, and then they're kind of leapfrogging for the sake of leapfrogging. Uh, today's the record date. If you own shares, you're going to get a four-for-one stock split, so the price target has poured a little more fuel on the speculative stock of how high and how far and how fast can that company go. Microsoft, Amazon, Alphabet, Facebook, all up. You know the drill. Tesla, they've announced that they're going to get a splitsville as well, and they're up 4% today. It's ludicrous. It's, is what, it's good. I'm okay with it. Um, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. I think you're going to go through times where the market gets a little excited and then a little depressed. And when I say it's good, these are momentum stocks, and we're playing catch-up to them. Wow. And they're big stocks. That's what the ludicrous part is. It's, it's almost like seeing – have you ever seen a cow swim? It, it's pretty crazy when you see a cow swim. Because, like, you never think of that. And that's kind of where I'm at watching Alphabet, Facebook, Amazon, and Microsoft. Anyhow, and anyway, you can find me online – newfocusfinancial.com. Interesting political development. You know, I'm telling you, interesting stuff happens right around the convention times. Kellyanne Conway is going to step away from President Donald Trump. We will no longer get that character on Saturday Night Live. Steve Bannon going to jail. We may not get that character on Saturday Night Live. And by the way, I don't know if he's going to go to jail. But that was one of those developments. You can find me online at newfocusfinancial.com. Making financial sense of your portfolio. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black. Thanks for listening to the show. I do appreciate it. Excuse me. Um, there's some good news going on out there with vaccine potential and with better treatments for the truly sick from COVID-19. And without sounding optimistic, I'm feeling a little optimistic because I believe in the media when they tell us we're working on a coronavirus treatment and we're getting better at it. And I, I, I've, don't go to the hospitals, but I kind of believe in science. It's an interesting concept, is it not? 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. 
please tell me this is not true. The Zoom video chat is experiencing outages. This whole back to school season has been weird. Typically, we go back to school, and do you remember you'd get like really nice shoes and really nice jeans? And you're on the playground on week number one, you get a hold of your jeans and your mom would flip out on you. Back to school is a little different this year. It's really about technology, I feel. So when I see a story that Zoom is reporting partial outages, uh, my kid's school completely relies on Zoom meetings. I spent a large part of yesterday getting some Ethernet cords just in case we need to go from modem to Ethernet instead of wireless so that everyone can have a great, great experience. My thought there was something along the lines of um, better technology, more Best Buy, more Amazon. I bought an RGB to USB-C converter for an extra monitor. Guess what I found out? Zoom meetings are better on a big screen than on a small screen for a kid. And for me to see that Zoom is reporting partial outages, I'm like, no, yes. That's why you invest in tech is because it never works quite the way we want it to. We always want smaller. We always want faster and we always want cheaper. And playing around with internet spots and zones in the home and trying to find out the perfect one, I was like, I want a better router. <clears throat> I want better. You get the idea. So 800-516-1220 you know, calls in there. Um, one of the movies that came out in a movie theater this weekend was Russell Crowe's Unhinged. And I, who doesn't like Russell Crowe, right? He's lovable. And he's fat Russell and not skinny Russell. And he seems to go through both sides. Uh, it's for the character. I've put on 70 pounds for the character. But box offices are opening. Um, do we compare to pre-pandemic? Let's probably guess not. We're actually looking at Texas, Georgia, and Florida, and other parts of the country that did reopen. And they uh, got the movie Unhinged, which was supposed to come out in March. Oopsie, comes out in August. And yet we're playing it, and we're watching it, 1,800 venues. It pulled in more than $4 million over the weekend. Um, promising results, so says moviegoers or theater owners. All things considered in a challenging environment. Uh, major markets like New York, California, and New Jersey are still closed without a date set to open up on movies. But we're getting there. You're seeing drive-ins used again. And people are going in Los Angeles and San Francisco and Sacramento, Dallas and Houston, Chicago and Atlanta. And like drive-ins. Yes, that's what that appears to be our concept on entertainment. Stay in your car. Do not open your car door kind of thing. So subdued opening, but it's interesting to say that we're talking about movies, right? That to me is kind of a reopening. It's kind of a big deal because we kind of feel like celebrities again and we get into a little escapism and we're pre-COVID again. But getting back down to earth, the SpongeBob movie, Sponge on the Run, pulled in $550,000 and it's up to $2 million. And you're like, the Sponge on the Run? That sounds like a good movie. Trust me, it probably isn't. But... We're populating businesses again. Strangely, I think that's a nice thing, right? We're going to leave it just at that. 
Trump wants to bypass health regulations to approve an experimental coronavirus vaccine before the election. I I don't know how I feel about this one. Um, It's death on one hand, try something on the other, but the consequences may not be quite right. But again, to me, it moves us into more of a reopening mentality and less of a lockdown mentality. Is that fair to say? Uh, Trump on Saturday accused the FDA of trying to delay a vaccine to hurt his chances of the November 3rd election. That's a little bit odd, but it is what it is, so to speak. And that's a phrase that turns on the tongue a little bit too easily these days. Um, Excuse me. Taking a look at the markets, continued strength in mega caps. Um, Where I want to go with this is it is a very crowded trade. Uh, we all know them and there is starting to, I hear more from the populace, from my neighbors, so to speak, from the internet of is Robin Hood changing the rules? When you turn on and this was pretty interesting. I looked at some, one of my friends apps, it's a investment app. They said, what stock should I buy? And she had a choice of seven stocks. It wasn't exactly like a lot, but it was an app that lets you buy stocks with no commission. It wasn't Robinhood. Um, it was a cash app, I think is the name of it. And she says, should I buy Apple, Amazon, Alphabet, Visa, MasterCard? Like, there wasn't that many names. Is that phenomenon happening? It kind of is. It, does it change the way you invest? Long term, no. I still own shares of Apple. I'm not stressed that it's overvalued in my head. I'm thinking maybe it's getting a revaluation put on it that if everyone's going to buy it, it deserves a higher PE. If we're going to chase it, it deserves, and, and it, that story is, is a story until it's not. <clears throat> so in two months from now, it would not surprise me if I come on and go, Apple's down 30% because it was crazy overvalued. But right now, Apple's up X amount percent because people are following the momentum. They're melting it up. They're doing a crowded trade. Longtime Trump advisor Kellyanne Conway to leave the White House. Uh, what's interesting about that is one of those, those moments where you're like, I'm getting old. Uh, Kellyanne, Con- Kellyanne Conway appears to be a Republican who supports Trump. And then her husband appears to be a Republican who doesn't support Trump. Her kids are mortified her daughter is mortified that she's going to speak this week at the convention. She's on Twitter. She's on TikTok. And she's going, my parents, everyone must assume I love Trump. And I don't. But a teenage kid's getting her moment in political fame because of her parents. And she's doing it on TikTok, which everyone seems to want. But no one seems to have the courage to challenge China on it. Interesting the way it's unfolding. Microsoft or Twitter or Oracle. Who's going to buy TikTok? I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Your comments and questions are always welcome. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money 
on AM 1220 KDOW. Financial money investing and more. This weekend was one of those weekends where in California we are covered with poor air quality and we are covered with poor oxygen. And you go outside and it's like, I'm having a cigarette, but you're not really smoking. You're just breathing in other smoke from trees and such. And it's kind of relaxing to have a cigarette without having a cigarette, but it's not bueno. It's bad. So this weekend, I didn't know if I should wear jeans or I should wear shorts. And I yelled to my sugar booger. I said, where are my shorts at? And she said, where are your shorts at? Well, no one's shorting Apple or Tesla, Rob. So, and she took it to the Wall Street level, and I was trying to take it to the clothing fashion retail level. There's not, for some reason, the shorts have disappeared. We're not talking about them. If you owned, if you shorted Tesla and you thought it was going to go to zero, because there's people like me who said, I don't see them with a, a past profitability. I think they keep borrowing money and they're irresponsible. And Elon Musk, he's smoking marijuana on Joe Rogan's show. No bueno. No, thank you. He's not my kind of CEO. But I wasn't dumb enough to ever short the stock. Where did those people go as things just melt up 200, up 300, up 400%? And then they announce a stock split. Freak a deek. Like, not good. If you're short, where did they go? Short interest as a percentage of market cap on the S&P 500 is, is at a low, and it's sinking. So for every 100 people that are bullish, there's 2.2% of people who are like, no, I think we're going the other way. We're going to go down, not up. Now that level's melted down all the way to 1.8%. So where are the shorts at? I asked that question. Where are the shorts at? This week, we get some economic data. We get new home sales on tomorrow. August consumer confidence tomorrow. Consumer confidence is funny. It's kind of, did you hear me earlier on saying, hey, we're getting some treatments for COVID. And yes, it looks like we have a vaccine candidate that we're going to submit in October. Now, what we're hoping for is when that vaccine candidate gets submitted, that it doesn't cause like your brain to turn into cauliflower or some extreme reaction, but that's part of the testing period where Pfizer actually said, you know, we saw 20% of people get fever and we're, we're gonna tinker with the formula a little bit in phase three. So hopefully they saw some people getting cauliflower in our brain and are like, let's tinker with that. Let's, let's not put it out there and, and ruin the world. Let's not put it like, if you ever saw the movie The Jerk, he comes up with a pair of glasses that are amazing, but they turn your eyes cross-eyed. So the cure is worse than the treatment kind of, or the, the disease kind of thing. And it's like, ouch. So consumer confidence is a little bit like, Hey, I heard Rob say Pfizer's working on something. And I heard Trump say that we've got a good treatment going for the really sickly. And a couple of months ago, we heard Remsevere said, if you catch early and you start this five day treatment, so we're getting there. Fewer people should die. Fewer people should have severe symptoms. That's, that's the, the, the treatments. But man, that vaccine it looks like a holy grail right now. And Trump wants to rush one through without a lot of testing, which I'm not being rude to Trump. It's just the FDA is there for the FDA reason in my head testing so we don't get cauliflower brain or something horrible. 
And the example I gave you last week was there was something called thaliamide in the 1970s, thaliamide. It's an amazing drug, but it shouldn't be taken by women who are pregnant because it causes birth defects. We did the testing, but we didn't test the pregnant women. And when we found out we did, birth defects. So yes, this flu shot needs to be tested on pregnant women to see if it causes the you know, uterus or the womb to like, go bad. I, I don't know. That's my level of science. I don't know sometimes. We got some earnings this week. I'm not getting that excited by what I'm seeing. Like, there's Okta on Thursday. There's Big Lots and Hibbit Sports and Dick Sporting Goods. So I'm seeing a lot of sporting retailer this week. I, I don't see anything into it. Okay, yeah, I, I sure. I, okay, I can do that one. I can get a little bit behind that, and I can teach us a little bit about how people are doing. <clears throat> Excuse me. Let me look at my phone. Um, wow, okay. Trying to make sure I get out on time and all that good stuff. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. In case you haven't heard this, my parent company got hit by uh, a removable internet kind of thing. So the audio is not our best, but you know what? The content is. If you didn't hear Friday's show, Friday I was on fire. That was a good show. Um, market extends the hot streak right now. Apple up 1.5%. Amazon up 1.7%. Alphabet up 1%. Russell 2000 up barely. <clears throat> For the financial nerds out there, like me and CFB Chad Burton, we are kind of wanting to see the Russell be a player. You know, they, they, they feel like a practice squad member. It's like the SP 500 and the NASDAQ are doing all the heavy lifting. The Dow Jones Industrial Average has got some old companies in it, some financial companies that are laggards. <coughs> Excuse me. I have the COVID-19. I don't have COVID-19. Um, but it feels like they're also 2000. Like, they keep being a practice player. Practice, like, I want to see them hit a high. We got it out of the S&P 500, the V-shape recovery in the stock market, which people questioned. We got the NASDAQ on the V-shape, which people aren't questioning as much because it seems like a lot of money is going to Amazon, Apple, and Alphabet during COVID. We're just reaffirming that we love them by spending more, which again, when we went back to school, I spent more on Apple this year back to school than any year before. I said more at Best Buy this year for back to school. My kids, they're probably not wearing clothes because I don't think I had any money left over after all the technology. And that's why those stocks are doing well. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Um, interesting. I just look, pull up major markets around the world. Everyone was in the green today. The Nikkei, the Hang Seng, the FTSE, the German DAX, like all of them in the green. So everyone's universally happy today. Interesting. You know who's the biggest winners? The COVID, what didn't work in COVID? So it's the airlines, the transports, the hotels and leisure. United's up 8.8% when the market's up under 1%. Carnival Cruise Line's up 8.7% when the market's up 1%. Norwegian Cruise Lines, American Airlines, United Airlines, Carnival, Delta, um, big market movers. When you jump over to the NASDAQ, you're going to see a different list. You're going to see... Uh, like on the Dow, Boeing, Dow, Dow Chemical, uh, Raytheon, big defense company, all up bigger than the market. 
Now, what's lagging on the market? What's worked in COVID? Walmart, Johnson and Johnson, United Healthcare, Pfizer. So the question that you know, we've seen a lot of sector rotation. People like me, i.e., market types, um, uh, money experts, are saying things like, "We should take a little bit of profit from Apple and Microsoft and Google and buy things that have underperformed, like Dow Chemical and Exxon Mobil and Raytheon and Boeing." But you don't want to push it too hard because you don't want to leave money on the table and you get the idea. Tesla's down 53 today. What's fun to say about that is it's down 53 today. That's a big number, but they're doing a stock split. Same thing with Apple doing a stock split. So keep in mind, we're gonna, next week at this time, we'd be saying uh, Tesla's down 10. Down 10 doesn't sound as bad as down 53, right? Something about that 50 spot when you were a kid like a one dollar bill was okay five dollar bill was getting fancy ten woohoo at 20 you're like oh i can go to the bank with this one and you get up to the 50 like that's a lot of money but again keep in mind there's no difference tesla's a pie a pizza pie there's no difference between an eight slice pizza and a 16 slice pizza if they're a 12 inch pie or a 16 inch pie it is what it is right you can cut the slices. So the number of shares to me is just moot. I don't like stock splits. I, I'm more of a Warren Buffett type that, that I think that's a little financial gimmickry. And they're like, well, it's more attractive to small investors. So a 25 year old man who can spend $10 on a share of Apple, he doesn't care if it's, he's going to get one tenth of a share or he's going to get 10 shares. He doesn't care. But Wall Street seems to think that he does. Therefore he does. And he's like, oh, I want a whole share. I learned a long time ago, a 12-inch pizza, pepperoni pizza is a 12-inch pepperoni pizza. Get used to it. It's, it's not that fancy, per se. So I'm not into, especially since you buy fractional shares now. It just makes no sense to do stock splits. But I want people to say Apple's a $2 trillion company. So let's say you can buy one share for a dollar, but there's $2 trillion shares. You're like, okay, I get it. Or you could say, let's cut the number of shares down and you could have a $10 stock or a $20 stock or a $30 stock or what have you. But do financial gimmicks. Be cautious on that one because there's not a lot to support it when the momentum changes. I think that's making sense. Anyhow, in the new way, um, Dr. Scott Gottlieb, coronavirus plasma treatment might help but doesn't look like a home run. Donald Trump... Plasma treatment looks like a home run. That's where we are. There seems to be a little bit of a fight out there. Zoom's video chat is experiencing outages. I know that Zoom has hired a lot of my neighbors, and I live in one of the smartest neighborhoods in the planet. Um, when I say that, literally a neighbor is the chief security officer for Zoom, and he left Facebook and kind of, you know, was a free agent for a while and he lands at Zoom. I wish I had his stock options. Is that fair to say? Tropical Storm Marco closes on Louisiana as Tropical Storm Laura is, is hitting uh, Cuba. You know what I like about hurricanes? Not that they're cute, not that they're funny, nothing like that. But that ultimately, they, they tear down old homes, and we rebuild old homes with new homes. They tear down old uh, roofs, and we rebuild old roofs with new roofs. 
So there is some spending that comes out of it, typically tied towards what you would think, a Home Depot or a Lowe's, or home improvement in paint, or trash removal. So there's an economic play out of hurricanes. Insurance companies, if it hits the Gulf, it's a little bit better. It hurts the oil companies, but it's a little bit better than hitting the hotels. The hotels are higher insurance levels. It's nuts. I'm Rob Black. Here we go, here we go. I want to change my mind Cause this just don't feel right to me I want to raise your spirits I want to see you smile No, that means I'll have to leave Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com Now, back to Rob Black and your money On AM 1220 KDOW Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Um, I a lot of times we pick up stuff through osmosis, right? I think that's fair. Like we CFP Chad Burton talks about retirement and having your money last until you die in retirement. Maybe even we get cute and snarky, like, yeah, the last check you write should be to your funeral home. It should bounce, like run out of all your money. <laughs> um, but there's a lot of stuff we pick up through osmosis. And one of the things CFP Chad Burton talks about is the average death age. Men tend to die around 76, women around 78. For years, we were expanding that from 66 to 67 to 68 to 69 and recently, we've kind of had a little bit of sideways, slightly down, a little bit sideways. So we're not living longer. But we need our money to last longer than we thought we did 10, 15, 20 years ago. So when I say you pick up stuff through osmosis is I take a look at Joe Biden, and he's 77 years old. I'm like, if he's elected, there's a pretty good chance in my mind, because he's over the average death age, that the vice president becomes president. And that's just, I'm not talking politics there. I'm just talking through osmosis. We learn things. And that's a weird thing to say out loud because Joe Biden's 77. And I'm almost saying, yeah, we're going to have a black female vice president of black female president. I'm cool with that. I think that's wonderful. I think one day it will happen maybe sooner than later, maybe later than sooner. I'm not political. I learned that a long time ago. You're a, a freaking idiot if you get on air and you say, I don't like Republicans, because then Republicans don't like you. And I think you're an idiot if you get on air and you say, I don't like Democrats, because then Democrats don't like you. I happen to know someone who said, I don't like either. I'm like, yeah, so no one's going to listen. Good idea. Um, but I bring up Joe Biden's age, and it, I go by osmosis, right? He's 77 years old right now. He's going to be 81 if he stays in office or he gets in office and stays. That's old. I know some 81-year-old that, that that concerns me, but I'm not going to judge because right now he doesn't. It's not an issue for me. I digress. What's an issue for me is Larry Ellison. That dude's 76 years old. He's no spring chicken. And I go, wait, 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 what's he doing at Oracle? He's not CEO anymore, but he's kind of like the chairman. He's kind of like the big thinker for the company. And last week it was known that Microsoft was interested in TikTok, but Microsoft has to be very careful because they don't want it. They want the social TikTok. They do, but they don't want to piss off China. Apple wants the social TikTok, but they don't want to piss off China. We'd rather sell software or hardware than 
social media is kind of the messaging that I'm hearing. But Oracle got into this thing, and Oracle's a 43-year-old business enterprise. One of the very first tech companies that I analyzed in the 90s was Oracle. And what was beautiful about Oracle was as a database company, they would get their claws in your company, and they would help you manage your data. And it was very, very tough to get it out. So that was part of their business model is get in, tough to get out. It's like quitting any subscription. Like if you quit Apple Music, all my playlists are going to go away. Spotify, all my playlists are going to go away. Right? It gets kind of sticky. Your social media accounts, Facebook, you're like, I don't want to lose all my friends and rebuild them. At the same time, you're like, I got too many friends. So there's something called stickiness, right? I don't get Oracle, an enterprise company, and this is just me being old. I don't get them going after a social media company like TikTok. A boring enterprise data company who was really slow to get in the cloud, they got it, but they were slow, and thus there's a company called Salesforce.com which Salesforce over the weekend said, no one has to come to work until August. So uh, Salesforce joins Google now is saying, it's going to be about a year before we want you to come back. If you want to come back and if you don't, you don't have to right now. So you're seeing a mass exodus inside from the city of people who used to work at Salesforce and um, Google. And they're saying, you know, I might as well give up my apartment for rent that's $5,000. I'm not really getting the benefits of the, of the uh, young people around me. I'm not getting the benefits of the restaurants, and I'm going to go live in a van for a year. I literally have a friend who's going to go to Vietnam for five years until he can retire because he uh, works for an agency that has to be 50. So he's going to take a five-year sabbatical because he can. That doesn't add up to a lot going on good for the economy. Oh, by the way, um, ByteDance is owned by China, and they own the TikTok uh, enterprise around the world. And Trump's trying to tell, you know, we're not going to let our data be stored on your servers and let your government abuse it if they want to. So there's a story there. But Oracle's big. It's got a $170 billion market cap. It's got 135,000 employees. TikTok makes money. And they would be able to use a lot of the data that they get from the TikTok users to help other enterprises figure out buying decisions. But Oracle has no consumer-facing business and no experience in the advertising business. So it doesn't make sense. And that's where I'm getting at. He's 76 years old. Like, let's hope this isn't, you know, a crazy old man going, I want to own an internet company. You're like, Larry, do you have your facilities? Oracle has $35 billion in debt, and I'm just like, this doesn't even, it doesn't even sound right. So be careful on that one, because sometimes I, I could be wrong. Sun so Microsystem was acquired by Oracle, and it didn't make any sense when they did it. And it, you know, Oracle outbid IBM, which IBM was a better fit for Sun Microsystem. They have a history of weird transactions in my mind. Oh, I love the music. Anyhow, and anyway, Larry Ellison, 76, Joe Biden, 77. Does that concern you? I would be interested in your feedback. Find me online at robblack.com or newfocusfinancial.com. I'm Rob Black. This is what I live for, baby, you're my-
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.